This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, Bobby Manning here. Welcome to the Garden Report. Celtics beat the Mavericks 138-110 and score their 10th straight win, Josue. They haven't done that since 2019. I went and looked at 2018. That was the longest streak they went on that year. So this team has matched that now. Uh, only that 0-9 team was able to go further. I think they took it to both 12 and 19. Oh, man. that Those first like two months after, the, uh, after they won the championship, no hangover whatsoever. Later on, KG got hurt. But anyways, carry on. Yeah, cra- crazy streak <laughs> there on historic, at least from recent times. And they're going to try to carry this forward against some great competition over the next week. Warriors, Cavaliers, uh, and then the Nuggets in Denver. So big-time competition coming. But hitting on this game first, uh, they had to deal with a furious rally throughout by the Mavericks. They built a small lead early coming out of that first quarter. It got smaller at halftime, even though they played good defense to the second and into the third. Uh, but Luca was on his game. Another triple-double for him. Tatum, slow start, two points, uh, 0-3 shooting through a quarter and a half. But he got going, and at least through the minutes that mattered, was outpacing Luca a little bit. I think nine shots to eight over the next uh, three quarters there, uh, at least to start up until the game really got out of hand in the fourth. So uh, good performance by the Celtics, and they – they went against some real resistance here and did a good job. They did. They did. And, and you know, Jason Tatum, I, I, I love that he was not trying to force the issue, you know, wasn't trying to chuck up shots, wasn't trying to get himself going. But what he did do is be aggressive, right? Trying to attack the rim. He got to the free throw line. That sort of opened the floodgates. I, mean, I feel like he scored like five straight points off of that uh, and one three point, probably the old school way. And uh, from that point forward, it was just like, okay, he's, he's going to, he's, he's dialed in now. And then second half, he goes off of that humongous quarter. And that, Pretty much was the difference, but I, I love this win for the Celtics team because of how it started. You know, you establish the inside post with Chris Porzingis. You take advantage of those mismatches, you know, the, the, the lack of rim protection that the Dallas Mavericks do. Like, that's what I was looking forward to in this matchup. And the Celtics went, they wasted no time going to that. And I love that. Um, and just giving the Dallas Mavericks just different ways to lose, I feel like, right? Between Porzingis, between the playmaking with, you know, Derek Holiday White. Great in this one too. Holiday was great as well. I mean, um, everyone just doing their job. It, is just, it was just too much for the Dallas Mavericks to, to handle. Even though Luka goes off for that triple-double, like, they needed so much more to put this, uh, to put together a win. And that just speaks volumes to where the Celtics team is in terms of their focus. Because this Dallas Mavericks team, they were balling before this. Yeah, and a strong debut as well, or at least in real minutes here for Xavier Tillman, who scored both yeah, his first man. points at TD Garden and had a decisive run alongside Al Horford in the fourth quarter. Here's Xavier talking about uh, his first game at the Garden with the Celtics. Did you know you were going to get you know the run tonight, and how do you feel like the minutes went? Uh, definitely didn't know. I had no clue. <laughs> I definitely had no clue. Um, I felt like the minutes went well. I felt like the minutes went well as far as offensively, defensively. Um, that one 
pass that JT threw me. Someone got a hand on it, but I wish I would have kept my eyes on it a little bit longer. I probably would have caught it and finished it. But as far as everything else, well, I felt like it went pretty well. So this performance very exciting for our viewers, especially as I saw on the post-game show tonight. There's some hope among some fans that he might have broken into Luke Cornette's minutes. <laughs> is it here. hope? Is that what it is? You think the fans, this is what they want, or they just it want to see your like reaction? It. I feel like they just want to see your reaction. Oh, okay. And I feel like they're threatening this potential. I think it's a little bit of both. Maybe. Yeah, it is. But I got I to gotta admit it, man. It's entertaining. It's very entertaining. <laughs> I just think this whole like threat to the rotation – you know what's how is Luke gonna uh, react or how is he gonna bounce back from this quote unquote bounce back? We'll, we'll wait and see. But well, you're I'm, part of it. You said well, he's I'm gonna be out there Bobby, again Sunday. I don't. I, I think he will be. I really do. I, but also this thing is is two two sides of this. You know, uh, getting acclimated with this team, getting that real NBA experience. That's the only way you get it done. And especially for if you think about where this team is, their focus is. Uh, championship or bust. Let's face it. That's really what it boils down to. And if you want this guy to be anywhere near ready for this. Uh, upcoming postseason, then he's got to get in the mix, you know, and not just in practice. He's already crossed that, you know, uh, threshold. Now getting that real in-game action against a top-tier team like this in this arena, it was great. He performed well. We all agree on this. He needs to play some. He needs to get acclimated. They're going to need him at points down the line, situationally, as Joe Mazzula has called it. But what we disagree on is how it's going to look out there come playoff time. I think you're going to see a sprinkle of Cornette or neither of them in most circumstances. I think it's mostly going to be Horford and Porzingis. And, and this is where the desire to see Tillman stems from, I think some people look at Cornette and say he's not good, but that's just not true. He's no. putting up good numbers this year. No. He's been consistent, reliable. He has some limitations, so I'll give you that, that there's certain matchups he can't play that drop-in defensively. But you look at this game, Tillman – the first half stretch was a little shakier. He dropped that pass. The spacing wasn't great. The Mavs rallied a little bit back into the game. Right, that pass was like the one bad thing he did. The right? fourth okay, quarter okay. was great. <laughs> him, and, him and Al showed some real chemistry out there. So right now, I think you look at it and say, Tillman's a better defender, or the more, more versatile defender at the very least. And Cornette, to me, brings just a little bit more offensively right now. I think overall, the thing about Luke Cornette and this year's team is he – not only does he do you see that he belongs, but you could tell that he he, he really believes it. I, I think that's a big part in, in what we've seen out of Cornette. And yeah, I, I think the, the the passing in terms of what this team likes to do in terms of finding the open guy and keeping the ball flowing, uh rebounding, creating second chance opportunities, he's certainly evolved in, in, in that that part of his game. So I think there's obviously uh, a place for him in this rotation. And I think there will be opportunities for him for sure. I, I just think this whole like you know, which one is going to find their stride right before the playoffs? And, again, which matchup this team is going to be facing in that first round will we'll, we'll play a part for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about this in a few weeks. <laughs> Put I think it that he, way. We will revisit in, this conversation in a few weeks. I think he's in that O'Shea mix, a guy who can play instead of Cornette in certain matchups, which is what O'Shea was doing previously. Right. Uh, maybe at a higher level than that, obviously. But but it won't spell doom forever for Cornette. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, we yeah. are brought to you by Prize Picks. Check them out right now. Go download the app and use the code CLNS to get up to $100, 100% matching right now when you use the code CLNS. Go over there. I made my first pick tonight. Made Tatum, a good one. Over 24 and a half. Bobby was worried when he had two, what, two points. <laughs> two points. <laughs> Going to the second, the second. I thought it was yeah. doom. Then you look up and he scored 27 by the fourth. Uh, so he got going in a big way in this one, and uh, it was fun to watch using prize picks and 
uh, making that selection going into the game. Check out some of our picks going into each game, uh, halftime even. Josue and I will be throwing those around. Uh, so check those out on the Celtics CLNS app. And again, use the code CLNS for that 100% matching bonus up to $100. Real quick before we get out of here, I think we're closing the book on Kyrie here. Uh, Gary and I caught up with him, Gary Washburn, and he was fine with the booing. Said it comes with the territory. It's been six years. They're moving on. Jason Tatum had a similar sentiment. And even we weren't talking about it before the game, just way. There was no anticipation for this return like there yeah. had been with Brooklyn. Which I think is the first one. And even the yeah. boos felt kind of half-hearted or yeah. obligatory yeah that's a great word for yeah, it. So yeah for sure he was fine in this one he got going a little bit from mid-range but he never really scared you never threatened the celtics he was out there making some shots missing others and the storyline among everything we're talking about here was fourth or fifth on the list yeah no no question and you know it had that feeling whereas like when he touched the ball whenever he scored or whatever like half the crowd was almost like, oh yeah, Kyrie's on the team. Guys, boo. You know, it, whereas <laughs> other times it's been they're there to boo Kyrie. We can't stand this guy, this, that, and that. you know what I mean? So I just think, yeah, it's 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 interesting. And I also feel like it's it's a bit refreshing to hear what Kyrie had to say. I know some Celtics fans will probably say, Oh, look at him trying to take credit for these guys, but I think if you take a step back and see where Kyrie is in his career and you know, kind of not being the main guy, this is always going to be Lucas' team, but I think he's okay with that. I think he's comfortable with that. I think he realizes that, you know, this uh, this thing doesn't last forever in terms of his NBA career. And if you look at his life outside of basketball, you know, becoming a father and all that, maybe gives him the bigger picture as to what happened here and why these fans are upset and – the, well, he still doesn't seem to understand that, as we talked about on the show. But yeah, that's true. But I just—I I don't just, think that's ever going to happen. I think the way he sees it is, uh, you know, Tatum and Brown, where they were in their career, where he was in terms of being a champion and all that. Maybe he just didn't have the, all all the patience. You know, maybe things could have been different. You know, again, I'm I'm thinking that's why the fans, a, maybe that's that's what Kyrie's thinking. You and know? that's yeah, and that's why the fans are still mad at him to some degree. And that's why, from right. his perspective, he doesn't feel like he did anything wrong. Uh, exactly. I don't think Kyrie's sitting there being like, "Man, you know what? I shouldn't have said that." I don't think there's ever going to be peace between the two sides, but it's not going to be a storyline. I right. think as early as next year uh, when he comes here again. And tonight, you already saw it start to fade. And he, despite all the booze, despite a Pretty big loss here. It was pretty cheery pregame. Gave some good perspective. So go check that on the CLNS media YouTube you think, page. Do you think he's generally happy for these guys, though? I think that's the part I'm really trying to get at. Yeah, I, think I, he, mean, I think he means it when he says those things about Jalen Tatum. Does he want to get some of that credit? Okay, you know, that's that's fine. Fair, right? I mean, he was here for two years and clearly the guy throughout those years. But at the same time, I think he's someone that really is genuinely, you know, looking back on it being like, Maybe the timelines didn't match up, but overall, I'm happy for those guys. The relationship's been strong between those guys yeah. ever since he left, even at the height of the uh, tumult between right. the fans and him. I so, mean, Jalen was rocking his sneakers at All-Star Weekend. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, there's yeah. never – and defended him during his you know hiatus last year, the suspension and all that. So there's been a relationship there. It's been the fans uh, for good reason. And, you know, in turn, the players have taken it to him. They haven't been buddy-buddy. They haven't been intimidated by him. And yeah. they've now broken off. Wins in every single game against Kyrie, going back to the infamous logo game. Uh, I think that I think that that ended. Sorry, cut you off again. <laughs> I just want to get this out. I think when they swept uh, the Nets in that first round matchup, that ended that whole like buddy buddy thing. Hey, you know, let's dap up and hug before game. Like they were in that series, like they were hey, in there to kill. business only. Yeah, uh, that you may uh, email Udoka led team, and uh, yeah, I feel like from that point forward, it was kind of like that was the end of that whole like you know I 
owe that you something cool or we're still friends yeah. or whatever. Or I have to show that emotion on the floor. It was like, no, strictly business. And it's been like that ever since. That was cool to experience uh, the atmosphere in here. That first game was oh, yeah. intense. And Definitely. the Celtics showed out in a big way that night and uh, ended up sweeping the Nets in that series, of course. So Josue Pavone, Buddy Manning, we are back on Sunday for another important meeting with some history against the Warriors. Uh, we'll hit on that at practice tomorrow. Celtics getting back to practice on I Saturday afternoon. schedule for these guys, man. Bring it on. Bring on these tough challenges. Check out Celtics All Access for more coverage tomorrow and uh, tonight's highlights and all the rest that we're posting up there, all the interviews over on CLNS Media. And for now, Celtics rolled by the Mavericks. Uh, and I'm Bobby Manning. He's just like Pavone. This has been the Garden Report. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado. Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, one 877 stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE NY or text Hope NY in New York.